1: As we all know, Christianity rocks and always has. Unfortunately, representation of cool Christians in liberal secular media platforms has always been lacking. Aside from a Reverend Lovejoy here or a flying nun there, no one's had the nuts to bring our underrepresented people group to the silver screen and finally give social justice to white evangelicals that we deserve. That is no one until Brian Danily in 2004. Danily's movie, Saved! always pronounced with an exclamation point, follows good Christian girl Mary as she tries to boink her boyfriend's gay way and becomes a future Mother Mary in the process. Following her through a private Christian school, the movie takes an eye to Christian high school dynamics, the taboos of divorce, and a Christian version of the plastics, which I think we just call small group leaders now, right? There were some mixed messages in the publicity rollout of the film producer and famous religion loser Michael Stipe described the film as quote, like those monster vampire high school kind of movies only here, the monsters are Jesus freak teenagers whereas co-writer Michael Urban insisted that the movie wasn't about Christian bashing but rather about saying that examining what you believe makes your belief stronger Lee also echoed the sentiment claiming that he wanted to make a film for everyone been there buddy, good luck including quote, <laughs> that one kid in the audience who's confused or scared or feeling left out. I think there are very few gay people who can say, I know in my heart that Jesus still loves me. I know it's a bit of a corny moment in the end of the movie, but that was so important for me to have that character say that. (sighs) So I guess what I'm trying to say is... Oh no. (laughs) There's a movie that stars... Mandy Moore
2: slow
3: one
1: it's a film people like to watch over and over again oh, wow. about Christians but not made by them loud pauses mm-hmm. which means there's an off chance that it's actually gonna be good so I lay my butt back down (laughs) (laughs) and I lift my remote and press play for this podcast we watch saved for this podcast and we'll give it a roast or a holy toast So we watch Save... We watch Save, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun.
3: Now I'm going to say, Kevin's a little bitch, and... He's got a small ween and big nipples. (laughs) Because I can.
1: Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin.
3: I'm Caroline, and And, you're my good friend, Kevin.
1: And we're here to have some good Christian fun, and you're my good friend, Caroline.
3: Thank you. I'm sorry about what I said in the intro that you're going to erase.
1: What people don't know is Caroline always says I have to take that out of every intro. (laughs) But Caroline, what is Good Christian Fun?
3: Good Christian Fun is where uh, we talk about Christian pop culture uh, things that Christians make or that is about Christians, mm. as you noticed maybe on the last few episodes, um, because we grew up Christian and we don't know what to do with all the stuff we know about it and all the pop culture that we consume, so we made a show.
1: So we made a show, but we're not here to make you go to church or to proselytize to you. We're not here to bash either. We're like Brian Daniley. We want to make something for everybody and then kind of, you know, make a watered down product in the process, perhaps. That's we'll right. see, TBD. <laughs> Now, Caroline, usually this is the part where I ask how your heart is. Mm-hmm. You ask me how my heart is. But uh, let's do a little segment we call.
2: Store up treasures.
1: Kevin and Caroline. Caroline. Store up your treasures with Kevin and Caroline, where we go through listener mail that we've gotten. Um, guys, the competition is getting fierce out there.
3: We got some hot gifts. Today. We got some
1: hot, hot gifts. First <laughs> of all, and you'll see all of them I believe in our episode picture that we'll post with the show but friends we got a cross stitch we got a cross stitch of the logo that's from listener Kate so thank you Katie thank for the you Katie it
3: looks very clean and beautifully
1: link- rendered
3: put that felt in the back it was a lovely piece
1: and on the subject of cross stitches Caitlin made us a cross stitch too. Yeah. I was getting the cross stitch memo. I
3: know. It was a cross stitch craze in this country.
1: Caroline asked, What's the deal with podcasting cross stitches? And the (laughs) literal answer is, I don't know. I I, don't know.
3: I mean, I think it's great. I love it. It's such a, uh, but it's an interesting handicraft to make its way back into the zeitgeist, I guess. Sure. Because you've received quite a few over your
1: podcasting career. Oh, over the many, many years. I guess
3: it's a nice way to send a message. And uh, you don't have to guess what t-shirt size they wear.
1: Yeah, and I always imagine people making them while listening to the thing they're making Aww. them about, They're right? very nice. Because it's a nice thing to like zone out and do. Yeah. We also got from a listener in New Zealand. Do you have a New Zealand accent?
3: Uh, Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> we got uh, a, a gift from a listener named Kelly couple of in New Zealand. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what do we get, Caroline? We got a couple of birds. What are they called? Kiwi birds. <laughs> And what's that listener's name? Caitlin. Kelly? Just, Kelly. <laughs> Keely.
3: Keely. Keely. All I know is when you do the eh sound, you actually turn it to eh. E to I.
1: So, really, what I want this to be, not only just to express gratitude and thanksgiving and praise to our listeners, what I want this segment to be is a benchmark. I want to pit the listeners against each other. Oh. Like you saw what Caitlin and, and Kelly and Keely and Kate did. Keely. Be- now it's time for you to step up to the plate. Email us at goodchristianfund@gmail.com. We'll give you an address, and then we'll wait about two to three months to pick it up because...
3: Because <laughs> it's hard to get downtown.
1: Yeah. Well, the HeadGum Studio, let's just say the HeadGum Studios are, they're as good as ventilating the studios as they are at paying us on time for the ads. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> so we like to record here. And Pasadena is so fun, oh, as our, as our guests may be able to attest to. So that's been... This week's segment. Yeah, thank
3: you guys. Thank uh, you. Kevin, would you say one of your higher lo- love languages is gifts?
1: Uh, For the purposes of this segment, it's my number yeah. one with a for bullet. The
3: GCF as a podcast, if it was a being, its number one love language is words of affirmation mm-hmm. in the form of reviews yeah, and right. gifts.
1: So thanks, guys.
2: Storm up,
1: Kevin. Okay, it sounds I... like in Kevin. Storm up in Kevin. Ugh. So think about that phrase, up in Kevin. <laughs> uh, but enough dilly-dallying around. We got a special guest we need to introduce yes! and make her stop sitting through our bullshit. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, she's our Pasadena pal. You may know her from her podcast, The Big Ones, or The Complete Woman, or The Complete Wedding. Ladies and gentlemen, give it the hell up for Amanda, Amanda Love! Hello. Oh God.
2: wow. Hi. <laughs> He hey buddy this
3: energy level <laughs> made <Meet> it <laughs> no,
1: made it. it Raise it. <laughs> I'm kidding <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is crazy. Do you like being attacked
1: when you come and do a podcast a favor by yeah, guesting on it?
2: I
4: feel like I'm on a real life radio show <laughs> with these sound effects that are blasting into my ears. Oh, yeah. It's a sensory overload. Wait,
1: you don't have an annoying amount of sound drops on your various podcasts? <laughs> this is a
3: very different vibration than from when I do my podcast. It is. And I will say that Kevin brings a lot to the table and I appreciate it, but he is can, kind of a robo man in it, some way. It's a lot going
2: on it's over here in a good way <laughs>
1: On the big ones, you have uh, substantial conversation and you get into the big questions of life. Yes. On here, we uh, do Christian song parodies and make fart jokes about Michael W. Smith.
4: I mean, it takes a level of preparation that I'm not used to. (laughs) And I (laughs) applaud it. Yeah, that's a good point. It is a lot of
3: prep work ahead of time.
1: Yeah, and some would say that uh, we're ignoring the very benefits of podcasting, which is a low barrier for entry. Part of the (laughs) benefits are that yeah you can just kind of like show up and have a nice casual conversation i get stressed over wait did i make that clip wait did i do this did did i find the karaoke version of of only hope by mandy moore that i can (laughs) half-heartedly sing along to while while the two people just stare at me you
3: were off book for that (laughs) you were off book i was thinking uh that this show could very quickly become a musical show and that'd be fun
1: a musical maybe we'll
3: we'll do one very special
1: episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then get cancelled by the head gum now. Yeah, they won't like it. Well Amanda, thank you so much for <laughs> yeah, joining us. Thank you us for on coming. My pleasure. Amanda is a Pasadena pal.
4: I am. This was so easy to get here. I'm so glad.
1: I uh, usually the first thing I ask guests when they get here is like, was the drive? Sorry about that. We had a, a guest, Tani Newsom, who came mm. from Santa Monica to yeah. get here at seven o'clock. Oh.
3: Hauled all the way over here. Bless yeah. I know her.
4: Bless
1: yeah. her. And you took about, I want to say, 15
4: minutes? Literally within the last 20 minutes, I was in my own home eating a steak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a life. That sounds great. See, and this is why we need more Pasadena podcasters. It's
4: coming east. It's coming east. So? I really think... Slowly
1: but surely, well, you have this could be a network Hollywood. that you're starting, right?
4: Yeah, I'm starting a, a woman-run podcast network called mm-hmm. Um You yes. guys can... Google that and it's E A R I O S and it's a we have a Kickstarter going right now. Um so yeah, that should be launching, you know, I I don't know how long it's gonna take to build something like that, but T B D. TBD, yeah. Well you got
1: two supporters right well, at least one supporter right (laughs) here. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to pledge. I'm very wary of female leadership in every way imaginable. (laughs) Well I support it. By the way, I was thinking during the intro, imagine if this is someone's first episode, they're like, I love Amanda Lund, I'll check out a podcast she's on. And they don't understand that. Guys, Um. I I don't think evangelical Christians are underrepresented. I want that to be very
2: clear. (laughs) Welcome to our far
3: right podcast. I think when they hear the music, they get the tone. I hope so. Yeah, I think so. We'll see.
1: We'll you, see. You have
3: a sassy tone as well.
1: Well, and we have a, a fair amount of people that still write in who feel duped and tricked. Mm-hmm. This had the word Christian in it. Yeah. And you had swears in it.
4: And the, I see. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah.
1: So that happens. And I and I feel bad about that because I, I truly don't want to trick anybody. You
3: file this under comedy?
1: We do. We yeah. don't put it under religion for that very reason. I do like the idea reason. of what
3: they think they came for when they wanted just like clean Christian fun. Like, oh, well. Like a I, sincere fun yes, Christian well, show.
1: And the logo <laughs> looks like that like it's all yeah I get it, it, I get it all the branding could be for you know mm-hmm. a children's ministry at a mega church. oh yeah but it's mm-hmm. for this podcast it's for adults only <laughs> <It's> very unique <laughs> amanda what is your background with faith with religion with god things of that nature
3: i
4: um grew up catholic mm-hmm. i went to a catholic school i'm from long beach california so i went to saint joseph's elementary and middle school um yeah and my dad and my dad's family were catholic um my mom would go to church with us but she i learned later she didn't really identify she doesn't she's kind of an introvert and really independent so she doesn't really identify with groups
1: (laughs) of any sort (laughs) of of any sort. not even your family Mm -mm. where two or more gathered your mom's out she's always doing her own thing yeah okay (laughs)
4: <laughs> um, so I did go, uh, preschool through eighth grade. You know, I was very regularly attending mass and, um, had a, a, Catholic education. And then in fact, high school, I went to public high school and then I went to a Jesuit college. I went to Loyola Marymount oh. University. Oh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: What was yeah. that like?
4: It was great. I mean, actually, um, I will say that it being Jesuit was kind of, in my mind at the time, like a downside. I was like, I don't want to have to take boring religious classes because they make you take two during your time there. But actually, those religious classes were like my favorite classes. Oh, really? They were so interesting. I did one on Christianity and archaeology. So it was all about like...
1: Dead Sea Scrolls type type stuff. that stuff.
4: And then one on women in Christian history, which, oh my God, is like the most interesting subject.
3: What's one thing that you remember really well from that? class
4: okay that they used to take I forget when and where but at some point someone <laughs> in some community would take like pick one girl one like 13 year old from the community and lock her in like a room on the outside of the church and that's where she had to live her life because she would be like the almost like the town psychic and what? now i forget what this was called I, again i have no other details other than i remember distinctly being like oh so they would pick a woman and like keep her in the church and people would come and like ask her questions like hey what should i do about this like Whoa. what's gonna happen with the harvest this year huh.
1: so they like forced her to be that 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 uh, fortune telling lady like from Oracle. like the boardwalk in Big, do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like like literally a, yeah. like a Madame Marie type. Wow. Yeah,
3: a grandmother Willow. yes that's so strange. I wonder if that was like a position of honor, or I it, mean, it I is think slavery it, that's in how, some level. But I wonder if you know in that culture it was like wow. I think
4: that it was kind of an honor if was this you were chosen. Medieval
3: times, do you it, remember? I think it was right in the eighties.
4: <laughs> Oh no! Now that it's coming back to me, I think it was like Arizona It was like 1980s. Liberty
1: University and yeah. the so, 80s. I'm like,
3: should I invest in the dot com stuff?
1: Enrod, is that going to go?
3: Yeah. And, we're good at and it.
1: should we bring it back? I guess that's the next question.
3: Dang. Dang. Yeah, that's but, amazing. But this time, make it a guy. Ooh, cuz again a gender swap.
1: Culture, we have figured out if we objectified women too much, let's just do it to men and it'll let's bounce lock out. Let's all the men in a room if you
3: know what I'm saying, Hey, right
1: hey lock them up. Lock them <laughs> up. Start again.
3: <laughs> um okay, so what what was your like childhood experience with Catholicism or with the religious side? It was
4: always like it was such a big part of my life in some ways but also like not that important to me. Like I mean, my family even though we did Go. Uh, I had to go to church every Thursday, and then every once in a while on Sundays, my family would go. Um, but it just wasn't like that big of a, a big of a part of my life, really. Like I learned everything about it, but yeah, I, I was never fully a true believer. But I did um, get the guilt, the Catholic guilt, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was definitely instilled. Has in that me. carried over? Um, I've I've recently I've been doing a better job of letting it go. But yeah, as a kid, I, I really struggled with guilt. I've def- I'm not practicing anymore um, I do still have Like a soft spot For The tradition Of Catholicism And I think Mass is beautiful But It's not something That I have in my
3: life Yeah they like step through mm-hmm.
4: Yeah But it, growing up we, It was a pretty strict Catholic school We wore uniforms um, Was it like Separated boys and girls Or were you guys It was together It was okay. co-ed mm-hmm. Yeah um, And we uh, The principal Was an ex-nun um, And oh. a, a lot of the teachers There were nuns Oh Current nuns. Current run um, by an ex nun. One ex-nun. was like an almost nun, or she. Okay, this is the room <laughs> we alone. got an ex nun. We got an almost
1: nun. We got an already, but not yet. Nun. They
4: were like nun adjacent, um, <laughs> but I had this one teacher named Miss Wright, and she was probably like twenty three. This really nervous, um, kind of yeah, nervous woman, and apparently my class that I was in, and it was the same like thirty kids. Preschool through eighth grade, we were apparently the worst class that the school had ever seen. Oh, we just no. had a bunch of rebellious kids and we were, you know, back talkers. Um, and so apparently we drove Miss Wright into becoming a nun. Oh. Fully. <laughs> oh. Wow. Because she was like, I can't help. I need help. Handle it.
1: it's, the, it's like the Catholic <laughs> version of like men who join the army because their dads don't love them or respect them like well, yeah. go off to the military. I'll never but see she, them again. If she did that for me. none of us. Yeah, she did that. She got the into Did and becoming
3: nine. a nun ever appeal to you at one point in your life?
4: Um, not That's th- a good I, question. I, yeah. I it, it had crossed my mind because growing up like that it was always open as a career option. It was like or you could become a nun. Yeah. And there were a couple <laughs> kids in my class. It was like Michael Rice like, "Oh my gosh, he's definitely going to go into the clergy and become a priest because he was he knew everything about the Bible." Mm-hmm. But I think he just like maybe did a bunch of drugs and I don't know what he does <laughs> now. Just good at memorizing. Yeah, he was just good at memorizing. <laughs> um but yeah, I think now that I'm thinking about it, I did have, you know, pride in being a Catholic and there the The reason why I know that is because I had a friend, my neighbor was um, a Christian, and she was my best friend, Michelle Shore. And I remember one time, her dad was like a pastor, like she was very, very Christian. She said to me, she was like, oh, you're Catholic, so you worship the saints. And I remember going, oh, no, we pray through the saints. Because we were taught, we were taught in school that like Christians are going to tell you that you're not a Christian because you're a Catholic, and they're going to say that you wow. worship saints, but we don't. Oh, interesting. That
1: they geared you up for that misperception. Uh-huh.
4: And then I was able to use that line. And you when were like so, <laughs> Michelle Shore came out ready,
3: Michelle.
1: You slammed to <laughs> it, home. and then you're like, "I'm good. I think I topped out of Catholicism. That's interesting
3: because I know we learned it, maybe not so explicitly. We've talked about this a little bit before, but yeah, like Catholics aren't saved because they are, they like go through the priest and there's all these intercessors and stuff like that. Whereas if you're a true Christian, you go straight to the top, straight to Jesus. And I just never knew that on the Catholic side, they were also preparing them for asshole Protestants who Mm -hmm. were like, (laughs) coming at you.
1: We're all going to the beach. Some of us are taking side streets. Some of us are taking highways. Some of us are going through Malibu to get there. Sometimes
3: they're boogie boarding and we're already there. (laughs) And that's me.
1: (laughs) What does that mean? That you're already very connected with God? Yeah. yeah. Thought, okay We're hanging loose
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hanging dead
1: <laughs> Well Jesus did walk on water What is that if not a precursor to surfing mm, In some ways Wow mm.
4: Dang <gasps> He does have a surfer vibe
1: Right <laughs> he does Oh have a my surfer gosh surfer vibe If he was alive now He'd live in Encinitas <laughs>
3: he'd No he'd be like a backpacker That went through Europe a couple times And Would Jesus
1: be Doesn't own anything A vlogger or an Instagram model
4: <laughs> <laughs> Oh I think in, Well he does like to talk a lot. Yeah, I think so. vlogger.
1: He was yeah, always blogger. asking people to subscribe to the link above.
3: <laughs> but, okay. but now with Instagram TV, he could do it all. Oh mm-hmm, yeah, he mm-hmm. could do a long-form video. So maybe he'd transition to Insta TV.
1: <laughs> Old Testament, Facebook, New Testament, Instagram TV. And then be like TV. there'd be like
3: Jesus Con, you know, Uh-oh. where your fans could come and he could do miracles. Okay, so it sounds
1: like you had a fairly positive experience growing up.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um
4: You know, there were some... The school was strict, so I don't know if that was specifically connected with the Catholicism, but it was a lot of, like... You can't, you know, wear your hair a certain way and you can't wear makeup. And we mm-hmm. had to do the, your skirt had to be a certain yeah. length. Yeah, and makeup? Yeah. And, and, you know, during, you know, when you're an adolescent, you're breaking out. So they would literally, the principal would call girls, like randomly pick girls she thought might be wearing makeup, take them to the front of the classroom and swab their <gasps> face with a Q tip. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. And they were probably just trying to, like, cover up acne uh, or yeah, something. Yeah. And then one oh. time I got, um, Oh, my gosh. So I used to wear my hair in like the crazy Spice Girl buns because it was the only way I could express myself. (laughs) It was the only
2: way. It (laughs) just had had to be be unique. And
4: (laughs) And so um, one time the principal pulled me into the library and she was like, why do you have to wear your hair like that? Why don't you you should be more like Megan Wright. And Megan Wright was like this volleyball girl, like this really pretty volleyball girl who just always wore her hair in a ponytail. I also got a detention one time, um f because am <laughs> making right, I know. I, I got a detention one time because during recess I went into the bathroom and I was like brushing my hair like primping in the bathroom which mm-hmm. was not allowed and so the principal locked us in the bathroom it was me and my friend elisa and then- made you
1: tell fortunes
2: <laughs> that's right Maybe that's why i connected oh. to that
4: yeah but it was my friend elisa and i we were primping in the mirror and then one collateral damage there was just like a random sixth grader in there so she got locked in too and she locked <laughs> oh, us in the bathroom no. for an hour we missed our class we were banging on the door screaming for Whoa. help because we didn't know what had happened and then the little sixth grader was screaming and crying Oh, no. And finally, the principal let us out. And she was. we were like, oh, why did you do this? Um, and she took us again into the library. And she gave us a detention. And on the reason why, it just said primping in the bathroom. <gasps>
1: Been there. It was like a vanity detention. vanity greed, detention. envy, primping. <laughs> I, especially when you're that, because that's high school.
4: And this was like seventh, eighth grade. Oh, was, okay. Yeah. So
1: middle school. I remember in high school, one time I got sent to the bathroom For the two years I went to public school, I got sent to the bathroom because I had hairs coming in (gasps) on on my face, and facial hair was against school policy.
4: At the public school? Yeah. So they made you go shave in the bathroom? So they made
1: me go shave with a razor which I prefer an electric so I'm just cutting up my face Oh, geez. so bad and it is so and obviously I'm sure it's much worse at like eighth grade and when it's literally just primping but
3: Yeah, just like yeah. turn to brush I remember uh, a girl like girls in my class I think we were allowed to wear makeup but maybe some of them by their parents weren't and there was one girl that would wear clear mascara because it was mm-hmm. like still mm-hmm. mascara but it wouldn't show you know it right. like a lot of lip gloss. Oh yeah, just nothing with color. The loopholes. Yeah, the loopholes well,
1: were good. Maybe there's an angle we can look at this. The nuns were very body positive forward. They wanted you to be natural. I think that's what that they're they trying the to do of,
3: you to know. be proud of your face, yeah. whatever state it's in. Yeah.
4: They were
1: preparing you for the hashtag like no makeup Meghan and is. the darling Insta challenges that's and all true. that jazz.
4: <laughs> maybe Miss Constantine was ahead of her time in that way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now she's an Instagram model now. Oh, like I,
4: I I know she's still around. Yeah. uh yeah, is she still at that school? Do you think? Oh, I'll have to ask my aunt Christie, who is now a librarian there. Oh, but okay. um, she, pro- I don't think she is. She's got to be like really old. Man, that poor at this sixth point. grader.
3: I'm thinking about that kid. I know. Did you guys go into? Did you become a small family in that hour? Like you're taking care of That's her. That's like a bottle just- episode, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. a TV show. I
3: was yeah. at one point. We were thinking like, who are we going to kill for food? <laughs>
4: <laughs> because we don't know when we're getting out of here. Look at the sixth graders. She's looking. She looks ripe. like a
1: chicken wing. <laughs> Nothing. No, no, no. She's got her whole life ahead of her. Now, where I'm was, already at 14. Was this pre-Brittany, post-Brittany? Had that sent shockwaves through the school yet? Um. Oh, so oh,
3: because
4: of oops,
1: her. I did it again. Oh, or yeah. no, baby, one more time. Mm-hmm.
4: So this was like okay. So I I was born in '86. So I'll let you guys do the math.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So I think it was about Brit time. It was about Britney yeah, time. Yeah. Because
1: I, Cause I like wonder that. if that was just like, because I know what it was like from a homeschool male, in, but from a female. <laughs> Tell us what it Catholic, was like. <laughs> it was like, oh, what a respectable young lady. <laughs> She's somebody's daughter. I shall honor her and protect her. <laughs> I appreciate
3: her expressing herself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but from a female Catholic perspective, I wonder if it was just like, Oh wow, we can do that. Or like if it was like an awakening or something. Oh, we I don't were know. already
4: rolling the skirts. Yeah, so the girl, um, you, you, yeah, you'd roll them roll from the up. top a couple times, and then what? we had the little knee highs and uh, the little white polo shirts, and sometimes you, we could wear shorts. Those were less flattering.
3: Kevin, stop asking her for more detail <laughs>
4: and on then how what the- did you
1: wear?
3: <laughs> we also had cardigans,
4: maybe. Oh, Whoa. Whoa,
1: did you roll the sleeves? Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so mostly positive experience. I will say for like, um, and we we've talked about this before, but when we have guests on the show. Like, it always is just, like, a grab bag of, like, different kinds of experiences and different kind of backgrounds and different kind of denominations and stuff. We definitely don't intend to have predominantly, like, negative or toxic experiences as far as, like, Catholicism goes. So it's good to hear that, you know, even though there's, like, bumps and ups and downs like we've all had, that it was at least somewhat positive or you can look back on it with, like, a good amount of affection.
4: Yeah, like, I think I got a good... Catholic education, and I'm I'm glad that I had sort of um, a base in religion, you mm-hmm. know, because I think it's a cool thing to be to know about. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it also kind of acted as a vaccine a little bit, where I do now in my adult life feel like, oh, I I know about that, I experienced that, like I don't think I really need that right now. Although sometimes I do think it, w- if I have children, it could be cool to go to church every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. Like my family they don't really go to church anymore. Yeah, so it's not yeah. a part
1: of your like family culture. No, I it's think not yeah, no. It is funny that you know, for whatever the case may be, whether it's like church or faith or whatever, if you don't have family or friends around you that practice it, you can go just years without thinking about like, Oh yeah. Oh, I used yeah. to do that. Well, yeah. At least for us, you
3: know, like it affected you know the kind of movies we saw and the way we dressed and mm-hmm. the kind of like friends we had or the jobs we had and stuff like that. Totally. So it was it it was felt a little more prominent, I guess, in mm-hmm. our day to day life.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for sharing your experience. That was yeah.
3: Very cool. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: You you passed. <laughs> You did great.
4: I get to stay for the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, if it's we'll a bad see. story, we tell going. people to leave. <laughs>
1: there's,
3: there's room. To, there's room for
4: it. Can you imagine a podcast that get
1: might it. be a good show? If like the podcast has to prove their worth, and like, okay, oh I'm God. a good guest for this and this reason, and <laughs> yeah. they have to keep fighting for themselves. Can you imagine how anxious
3: day? you'd be listening to that too, yeah. or maybe it'd be
1: fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. it might be fun to be a bully for once. <laughs> but you can stay. Let's dive in. <laughs> Saved. So, hey. did we all see this movie when it came out in the no. year two thousand and four? You did not. I didn't. Caroline did not. You I, did? Yes. I remember seeing it a couple years after it came out. I remember, for whatever reason, I remember this like chunk of movies that came out between two thousand one and two thousand four or five when Ebert and Roper at the movies would review them on cable oh, or yeah. on like local cable. Yeah, because they would play the clips from them. And pre YouTube and pre all this stuff, that's the only time you could see like a clip from a movie oh, yeah. before you saw it. Did you watch for, like, all of
3: that stuff, all of Ebert and Roper?
1: I, w- I was a regular for yeah. a while. I did have Roger Ebert's movie guide, year two thousand three. Thank yes. you very much. But there's like certain Rich. scenes, like I remember I remember the clips they used from Vanilla Sky. I remember the clips they used from e Mama <laughs> Tambien. and I remember the clips that they used from Saved. Oh. Now remember Ebert having a pretty positive review Hmm. of this movie. Yeah. So it came out 14 years ago.
3: I think I was potentially allowed to see this movie but I didn't want to see this movie because in, so in your mind it was making fun of Christians absolutely mm. yeah I was like this is the liberal media again <laughs> 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 trying wow. to like uh, s- misunderstand us on purpose and yeah. they don't get it and we're amazing and, and they should be ashamed of themselves or something like that like I just felt like oh this is going to be insulting I'm not going to go see it although a little bit wanted to see it because Manny Moore <clears throat> is such a star She's just
1: great. She's the best. I I don't understand uh, Mandy Moore's, uh, or I don't remember, I should say, Mandy Moore's like cultural place at the time that this movie comes out in 2004 like who mm-hmm. is mandy morta so walk to remember had come out so she's doing movies she's put out yeah. some records uh-huh.
4: she's just a, she's peaking i think at this yes point. i
1: think well i was gonna say is this her peak role
4: i think it might be because this is okay well that was significant to us okay but right. i think this is the movie where pe- everyone's turned their heads and said hey wait a minute this girl's got chops
1: (laughs) by the way you know who was originally cast in this movie and dropped out oh yeah Anne this. Hathaway. That's
3: right, oh, Anne Hathaway. Oh this is They're kind of like dual stars in this time because Anne was doing Princess Diaries and I think they were both kind of, they had the corner on the market on like the kind of perfect hateable mm. girl or lovable depending on how you played her, but just like a good girl. It would someone's. have
4: been a different take with Anne Hathaway. I'm glad it was more. Mm. Me too.
3: Yeah, I think she makes more sense.
1: Two teen- teenage stars diverged in the Yeah,
3: world. I don't know how to explain <laughs> Mandy more because... For me I kind of didn't she wasn't on the like top of my brain necessarily but she was like under the current a pretty big star at this point.
1: Yeah and she was for sure the biggest star in this cast. And still, fourteen years later, I would say is still the
3: mm. Jenna Malone. Jenna Malone been in everything. She's
1: been in Hunger Games, but Mandy Moore is still more of a household name. Yeah, I, would I think argue. culturally,
4: yeah. Mandy Moore is you more know of a household She's on name. Top. Yeah, I do you think
3: it's funny how Mandy Moore insists on singing in every movie she is in. <laughs> so you think this was her <laughs> insistence? Was in a writer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she sings with the opening credit song, I'll and then do she it. sings in this. She sings in Princess Diaries. Do you remember the beach song? She sings with her mean friend. Kind of the same thing Like it's uh-huh. just a trio Put it in your
1: pocket No it's stupid it.
3: cupid that Do you want me
1: to give you a B So you can do the whole thing oh, Stupid cupid yeah, that's it. She does. God only knows, as a duet with Michael Stipe and at the beginning of the movie. She also sings
4: in my favorite movie because I said so. <laughs> Have <laughs> you, you guys guys seen, that? seen this? Because no. I said
1: so. That's one of those movies that. By the way, I wonder how many listeners are thinking of three different movies because it's a rom com title. Who's. Title is so vague. It could be something's got to give. Yes. as good as it gets. As you like because it. Because I said so. As you like it.
4: oh great films, by That's the so way. Funny.
1: Yeah. That's because great I said films. so. Is Diane Keaton.
4: Diane Keaton, and it's about the mom, overbearing mother, trying to set up her lovably quirky offbeat daughter, Mandy Moore. Mm-hmm.
0: There's Mandy's a love triangle. In this
4: movie? Yeah, she has static cling. <laughs>
0: But it's basically... So she
1: has, like, socks on her the whole time? Yeah,
4: like, her dress is always sticking <laughs> to like her a little slip. Frizzy. Oh, brother! <laughs> <laughs> like, at one point, a balloon comes over and sticks to her, and That's she's just like, "Why?"
1: I love popular culture's conception of, like, flawed like beauty. Like a goofy woman. <laughs> what if literally one of the most beautiful people in the world had a pimple on her face? And now I it's know. like
3: Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No one would date her.
1: So, all right. And you know what? Mary Louise Parker's star has risen a good deal, I think, since this movie. What is she in that's so big? Well, Weeds, which was the uh, show she did on Showtime for like. eight or nine years and the director of this movie became like a regular series director on Ann Martin Donovan who plays Cool Pastor in this movie mm-hmm. was also a recurring role <laughs> on that show so this is like a weeds pre-pilot wow okay. <laughs> like they all met but it is even strange in 2004 post-West Wing post-Fried Green Tomatoes the Mary Louise Parker is essentially like a bit part. Yeah. It. She has like four scenes in the whole yeah.
3: movie. I just, it's a pretty meaty role, though, I'd say.
4: She I mean, does a lot with
1: a little. Mm-hmm. She's interesting. Sure. She
3: did. She's one of the more uh, conflicted characters in the movie. Like, yeah. But you just like her.
1: How would you summarize this movie, Caroline?
3: Um, this is a movie set in a private Protestant Christian school.
1: American Eagle.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> called American Eagle. It's so funny. funny. Um, and it is about... Uh, a group of popular teens who are figuring out their faith, and some are legalistic, and some are making mistakes and reconciling it.
1: What I was struck by by this movie is how, when I saw it first, when I, whenever I saw it back in the mid two thousands, I was kind of like Caroline, where I had a little bit of hostility, or i had like my my fist up, like <laughs> okay, let's do this. Let's and I and I have this weird sense memory of um, disliking it a little bit, or thinking like oh, that wasn't. Very good, not hating it and thinking like, right. Oh Christians are getting persecuted once again. Yeah. <laughs> but just like having this sense memory of like, mm, I didn't like it, or that wasn't mm-hmm. that good, or that wasn't that funny. And now watching it, there's things in this movie that I think have aged really poorly. And I think there's some things that are so forward thinking in it that it's kinda crazy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I we should say, like, this is a pretty queer movie. the the director is gay.
3: Yeah, I didn't see that coming.
1: There's gay characters, gay main characters in it, uh her boyfriend who she has sex with to make him less gay, <laughs> who looks like Logan Paul at the beginning yes, of the movie. Yes, he does. Right? Like Logan Paul. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and they send him away to a Mike Pence camp called Sacred Heart or something yes, like that to yeah. make him less gay. Um, but especially by the day new mob the movie, there's so many messages in it that I find to be a lot more applicable and more relevant in 2018 than in 2004. Even, yeah. even the idea of, like, gay conversion camps. There's two movies coming out this year about this very topic. Yeah. The Miseducation of Cameron Post, the Chloe mm-hmm. Grace Moritz movie, mm-hmm. and a movie, called, too. Mm-hmm, a movie called Boy Erased, where Russell Crowe plays a pastor, Nicole Kidman's his wife, Lucas Hatches is their son, and he goes off to a similar camp.
3: Wow. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if there'll be a lot more, like, post-evangelical movies coming out like that because we're kind of still coming out of the period of like the early 2000s where this culture was maybe at its peak. Mm-hmm. It still exists In a lot of ways But it's sort of On a decline
2: So yeah, well, As far
3: as like The mega churches And like har- Harvest Fest yeah, Or whatever that was Yeah sure. like Being super anti-gay And mm. being all about that and all, yeah.
1: Did evangelical Popular culture peak at the same time That Mandy Moore's Acting career did <laughs> Is there it. a
3: link Well it's having A resurgence now <laughs> no, <laughs> It <laughs> <with> She's <laughs> on her
4: way She's found a Happy place On this Yeah I that, feel like yeah, She's yes. a real
3: prize winner now Everyone loves
4: her Yeah Yeah, yeah.
3: Is she the best
4: part of that show? I haven't seen it, yeah, watch but it. I feel destined to become friends with Mandy Moore. How's that? I <laughs> always have. She was, uh, like, I loved her growing up. I loved her music. Yeah. I, I loved this movie growing up. Mm-hmm. It, I, it got me at just the right time. I was, like, basically the age of the kids in the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I just have always loved Mandy Moore. She just seems like a really solid chick, and when she was married to Ryan Adams, I really felt like there's a side of this girl that is down. You oh, know? and her album <laughs> yeah, right after was cool. pretty
1: good. Yeah. Like the post-Adams, Mandy Moore album, not so bad.
4: Yeah, yeah, and now she's finding, okay, and then also, we almost got to do a pilot together. I tested for a pilot that she Ended up starring in So that But I didn't End up doing it I did something else instead But I thought Wow that was my chance I missed it But oh, it's gonna man. come back around And now We're circling in on each other In fact she lives in Pasadena Does she really? And my friend designed her house So there <sighs> is You're I'm, so close I'm so close So I have been circling The neighborhood Just waiting for her Yeah just being like Oh I needed to drop off A couch <laughs> From my
3: friend
1: <laughs> Wait she Wait she Amanda's gonna pretend to be a moving company worker. yeah just like yeah. A,
3: you know kind of a courier. don't
1: mind to me I'm moving the couch
3: there's no she's like there's no couch I didn't here. order a couch no, it's coming You're please like, leave well if that's my side job I'm also an actress and that's how you kind of work yeah, into it yeah, and, and then I'll you say, both are becoming best friends eight years friends. ago we
4: almost crossed paths this isn't I'm not crazy I'm not crazy this isn't, this isn't outrageous no listen
1: my favorite kind of celebrity is a pasadena resident celebrity
3: amen
1: talking your wigs talking your streets i
3: think it's only the good ones that come out here it's the cream of the crop (laughs) it Mm -hmm. is the cream Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah we established that template
3: there's there's they're settled they're secure they don't need to be so much in the mix no they appreciate culture
1: exactly and they appreciate a healthy distance but not too distant yeah Listen, they're still within the, the L.A. County. There's kooky in
3: there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want
1: to play Mandy Moore's intro in this movie.
3: Hillary Faye seemed to have a spiritual solution for every problem.
0: Christian girls have got to know how to protect themselves. I mean, sure, Jesus could restore my physical and spiritual virginity, especially if I lost it to some rapist,
3: but who wants that? I'm saving myself until marriage, and I'll use force if necessary she shoots just a gun
1: she <laughs> shoots so Jenna yeah she's
3: good she's awesome Again, it's ham. It's she's ham she's a ham sandwich yeah. but it's good you yeah. know it's, she's playing it up yeah.
4: she hits the right tone it's very reminiscent of like Heathers and yes. you know I yeah. think a precursor to Mean Girls uh-huh. so I it, actually it came out it kind of three weeks
1: after too. Mean Girls mm. after? yeah wow 2004. Wait, it was
4: after Mean yeah. Girls like by that weeks that seems so off oh my god it seems before Mean Girls I
1: think Mean Girls like in and Stone, existing uh, teen movie templates mm. like your Heather's and like your movies of the '80s and like those tropes. Like Mean Girls, like solidified the plastics and like that sort yeah. of thing and the kind of Regina George archetypes. Yeah. because overall this movie is like, uh, looking back on it, there's things that I think are technically not good about it. Like I think the production design is not good like it seems like they use the same warehouse for five different sets <laughs> they shot in vancouver the budget was like five mil and mm-hmm. it seems to be our first secular movie that seems to have the same production values cast aside as a christian <laughs> movie yeah like this could be wrong. a pure flicks joint right yeah like it's very it's shot in a mall yeah it's very low budgie but that being said because it's cast so well what did you guys think of macaulay colkin in this movie.
3: Love Macaulay sexy. Culkin, yeah? sexy, so sexy. hot, right? Yes, yeah, so yeah. You got oh my why God. him and
1: Kuna's dated for seven years.
3: Oh. All wow. I wanted was to watch him kiss Cassie. Mm-hmm. I just, I their relationship actually was my favorite part of this movie, and yeah. something I couldn't get enough of. Like, I would have been fine if we just spent a lot of time with them.
1: I agree. I mm-hmm. loved that. Well, and that seemed to be like a little microcosm of what happens over time in a lot of evangelical Christian circles where it's like you all meet in roughly the same place, whether it's like youth group or your church or like even college or post college. And then the ones that are kind of like the outcasts or the misfits and freaks end up kind of magnetizing towards each other. And those are the people that like whose relationship, at least in, Our experience, those are the relationships that seem more durable. So it's kind of a lovely microcosm. Well, it's
3: it's like tough mentally if you're in that culture to be the one against it and to be the Cassie or be the Roland. And so, Mm -hmm. in some ways, they're probably more well, they're obviously more mature than a lot of the people around them because their morals and their culture basically comes from like respecting and not being legalistic and not being about popularity or performing their Christianity or whatever. They don't mm-hmm. have to worry about that. And so they're kind of like, they become the adults of this movie after a while. And they're like taking care of Mary and taking care of Hillary Faye at the end of the movie. And they're they're like our examples at the mm-hmm. end, which is pretty great. And looking yeah.
1: at some Christian reviews of this movie, that's what Christians loved the most about it. Oh, is really? The non- no. Oh. <laughs> that's how the non-Christians <laughs> became like... Like the moral leaders Yeah Or even the
3: the that. boyfriend Who's gay Like he is the yeah. one That also like Goes off on the pastor And he's so sweet He's
4: like so excited When he sees that She's pregnant mm-hmm. He's got like uh, Such a positive reaction yeah, It's it lovely so kind
3: Uh huh Yeah
1: Caroline, as a girl who grew up in a lot of this church culture, how much of this movie rang true to you? Yeah,
3: because I went to a Christian school, a private Christian school, too. So we didn't have uniforms, but, you know, this was my life in some ways. Um, I think I'm glad I didn't see this as as a teenager because I think I would have been even more upset about the exaggeration, you know, because watching it now, I was like, well that would never happen they would never do jesus christ superstar way too sexy way too irreverent you know and let alone wear that guy wear like a diaper you know on the cross <laughs> i
1: don't know about that <laughs> and because- then
3: hillary Fay, like her midriff showing while she's singing her worship song and be like nope she'd have like three tanks underneath there like that.
1: <laughs> i might i might disagree about the the male shirtlessness and and the christ because for whatever reason a female objectification or any sort of like sexualization of a female body is always like shined against or protected. We got to cover up our daughters, but men just run around with their shirts off at youth group Mm. and church camp and mission trips and stuff. Camp,
3: Yes. Not youth group or church or school.
1: I find though that generally there's less mind paid to the yeah. Idea of, well, like, they assume they girls put on are to, like play. neutral sexually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Whereas men, it's like, well, well yeah. who's gonna you lust after a man? You
4: can't tempt the boys. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Is covering. The yeah, girls. that's so, the whole thing. Uh-huh. So the boys aren't tempted to misbehave.
3: Yeah. So I think. I would say some of it is correct like the way the way like Mary misinterprets like God's word is is funny the way the kids are really concerned about being black and white and having the right answer like that's probably pretty right uh, but I would say actually no one, at least in my experience, was this mean at all. Like if you were this mean, you were you were ostracized or you were like not the cool kid or the popular kid. Mm-hmm. Like Hillary Faye would not have been the people that the person that everyone would be gravitating toward. Probably they'd be gravitating towards like Mary and the skateboard dude or whatever, you know. Sure.
1: I think there's certain things in it for me. Like I remember for whatever reason there was from my generation of youth group, maybe like four or five girls. Who became single mothers during that time oh because of a lack of good sex education? Yeah,
3: that's actually pretty real because a lot of Christian kids, yeah, didn't get good sex education, and then also don't have condoms like available, or they're not on birth control because they're not supposed to be having sex anyway, and so more often than not, that's just like what happens. And yeah, we had a few in my class, too.
1: There's a few little pops in the movie, too, that are so succinct. Like, when she, when uh, Mandy Moore is talking about the fictionalized uh, Christian band on the radio, oh, yeah, it sounds like some of our friends talking about, like, Reliant Care switch photos. Yeah, and
3: here's
2: the latest from God
3: Oh, I love these guys. They are totally Jesus-centric and gorgeous.
1: That's <laughs> what... Like- <laughs> That's John Foreman. That's Matt Tyson. Yeah. Tyson, like J- that. Jars
4: of Clay, was the band that my Christian friend Michelle Shore was really into. Oh yeah! Hell,
1: yeah. Oh yeah! Jesus
3: centric and cool.
1: Those yeah. boys and hot. <laughs> or even the little pop they get on uh, international missions and adoption stuff. I thought was yeah. really interesting. Veronica yeah. was
3: adopted by her parents when they were missionaries in Vietnam. Hilary Faye sees her as an example of God's will triumphing over a savage, godless nation.
1: The adoption fetish.
3: So, what do you think of the new ride? Oh, you're so lucky, Hilary Faye.
0: Yeah, I could have had a Lexus Gold edition, you know. Wow, Roland is blessed with such a thoughtful sister. In <laughs> countries like China, sister. Hilary Fay probably would have been killed at birth. <laughs> oh my god.
3: <laughs> this movie is so funny. Uh, but yeah, that that's like a that's a real thing too of assuming like adopted kids have been saved, you know, from their non Christian life mm. or whatever, or from poverty or something. In some case maybe they were, but of course it also means like they were maybe ripped from their culture or mm-hmm. we don't know. They mm-hmm. they were sold. Like the Christian adoption world got real messed up after oh, a while. Wow. Yeah. One part that I thought was really profound in this movie, although it was kinda stupid, is when uh, when they are Trying to do an exorcism on Mary, and then uh, oh, when
1: they <laughs> shove her in the van, they <laughs> which surprise is attack so her. Scary.
3: Yeah, and then um, she throws her Bible at Mary's back. And I she's am like
1: filled with Christ's love. Yeah, that's yeah. one of those lines that's imprinted on me from that's seeing like all it was the, in the trailer. Over right? Over yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: And then uh, Mary turns around and tells of the Bible and said, "This is not a weapon." Yeah, that's away. iconic that moment. Oh, I was like, wow. Yeah, that,
4: was,
2: really that was a good
4: moment. I remember when I first saw this movie, I uh, watched it and thought like, "Oh, haha, like this movie's making fun of Christians." And then this time rewatching it, I was like, this is to me seems like a really well-rounded um movie i think like kind of portraying the different types of christianity and the message that like we should be living in this gray area and not seeing things in black and white it felt i don't know how it felt to you guys but to me it felt like a really a good message about christianity the exact
1: same kind of transition between the two viewings because yeah it, it did feel a lot more hostile the first time than it did the second time because the first time I would probably have joined in with cool pastor and all those guys are like, well, it's not that blah, blah, blah. Like yeah, you can't, like it's not biblical. And it probably, I promise you, it probably offended me with the wisdom of a 14 year old boy to see a gay guy say, I know Jesus loves me. It probably offended wow. me. Right. And now it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Anyone would find this offensive. I think if I was
3: another kind of Christian, I would not think so. But because of where I'm at now, I'm like, yeah, this was actually very like pro-faith because Mary's faith is kind of like the example that you're following toward the end. And you see how she lives in the gray area and realizes like mistakes are made and you have to reconcile this because you can't just hate yourself, you know? And so there must be something good in this. And And Patrick
1: Fugit too. Fugit, Fugit. It's probably not Fugit. Do you think his last name's <laughs> he, Fugget? He's cool I had pastors. A kid, kid in my high
3: school name, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, him. Uh-huh. Almost famous. He was
4: like the best Christian. I mean, that was yeah. like the Christian you should want to be, right? I guess so. Or well, he's chill.
1: Yeah, he he has have a Vespa. Talk about it. And yeah. Vespas are cool. But
4: yeah, that was a great moment, too. When he was like, <laughs> this isn't a scooter. Oh, you yeah, a yeah, Vespa. Said. Yeah. Oh, and he he's, did
1: his own driving. You can see. Uh, he's not on cruise in this movie. He's hot.
4: At first, when he came on the scene, I was like, I don't know about this kid. And then when I saw him as Shirtless Jesus, I was like, look at that. That's Somebody, mm-hmm. yeah, I
3: was like sixteen. Yeah, good, looking good.
4: Did
1: he look like a Jesus Christ super snack to you? <laughs> uh,
3: yes, yes, <laughs> and uh, and he's charming, you know, and he's like persistent in like a nice way, you know, not yeah. in a, like an aggressive, scary way, you know. He's I like, loved on, that relationship. Are you free? are you, are you da- done dating Jesus on Friday? You know, I thought that was mm-hmm. cute. And and I think
1: part of our kind of more binary reactions to it when we were younger and we saw this movie might have something to do with the fact that. There are some things tonally in this movie that I think are kind of all over the place. Like at some points, there's like thirty rock jokes, like absurd farcical jokes. Like right. Cool Pastor does a front a back-flip flip onto,
3: into the stage. Which cracked me up.
1: I loved, and that's was the best. That is pretty
3: real, actually. The way he, all of the slang he uses is dead Let's on. Give it
2: up to Lord Jesus is in the house. Let's get our Christ on. Let's kick it Jesus
1: style. Yes. Y'all want to walk with the ultimate rebel? Yes. Right? The ultimate CEO? Yes. Biggest celebrity of them all? Who's down with GOD? Down
2: with the GOD that's right. All right. Jesus who? Jesus who?
1: Jesus who? It's so funny how 2004 stuff reminds me so much of 90s stuff.
3: Yeah, I know. I get them mixed up.
1: But with the secular movie doing christian culture this happening in 2004 is probably dead on
3: (laughs) yeah well it was this is dead on i don't think this is very exaggerated but also it plays into like of course his references are like kind of dated already like he's a dork and so he's like Mm. saying fat and like let's get jiggy with god (laughs) yeah (laughs) in, in
1: 2004 because if this does feel like a exaggeration to anybody listening who may not be familiar with Certain pastors, or like right. cooler or hip pastors, I do want to play a clip of a pastor named Rich Wilkerson Jr., uh, who preaches at a church in Orlando, Florida. Mm. And uh, this is from Vic Berger's video, oh Justin God. Bieber's hip pastors.
5: I want to preach a message to you, simply titled "Bringing Sexy Back." <laughs> Bringing sexy back and um, sexy is a woman of God sexy is a man of God sexy is a pure relationship
1: sexy is a marriage that lasts man sexy is walking in God's
5: plan of purity So, not far off.
4: No, that's nothing sexy about that. (sighs) No. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's just using
1: cool. You're not turned on by (laughs) pure relationships.
4: (laughs) It's just like he thinks he's cool
3: because he's using the word sexy. Mm. Right, yeah. And like... He literally pauses too as if we're all gonna like yeah. Oh <laughs>
1: they're talking about sex. The S word. It's such a it's it's almost like a trope of a pastoral move now. Like we're gonna do we're gonna get hot in church. <laughs> I forgot that is. Yeah. yeah. I reverse your expectation or whatever the case may be. Right. I yeah. remember there being billboards in Dallas of I wanna say his name was Ed Young and he was doing like sex and marriage. Ooh, people say you shouldn't talk about sex in church, but we're gonna in marriage, that is. Right, and it's always yeah. like whoa.
3: In the holy covenant.
1: <laughs> yeah, so and I thought the actor playing the pastor in this movie it was very funny, Martin Donovan. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ends up having an affair with Mary Louise Parker yeah. and cheating on his wife. That
3: part's kinda heartbreaking too, the part where um, he's in the closet talking to Mary Louise mm-hmm. and saying
1: You are so blinded by this that you
2: can't even see it. Let me spell it out to you. God is punishing us. Our sin by getting our attention through Mary. That doesn't even
0: make sense. And the longer we lived in sin, the worse things got for her. And what's worse is
1: we're not spiritually right with the Lord and we are not fit to help her. Which people
3: really do believe. Yeah, in a lot of times. yeah, it was sad. Um, this might be an unpopular opinion. I'm diverging away, but Patrick and Mary's love story could have done without it. I kind of would have liked to see Mary just like end up being just fine.
1: I think she does end up being mm. just fine because at the Without end... Him.
3: Like, I, don't, I didn't need her to have a love interest to, like, counteract her lack of appeal or her gay
1: boyfriend. Sure.
2: I feel it would have been interesting.
1: Yeah, I get that. I do like that it ends with a community... At the at the hospital, yeah, yeah. rather just like, together. and then the man showed up, and it's gonna be okay, cause yeah, he'll raise the and
4: they'll walk
3: off on yeah. Going yeah, I date.
4: also appreciated that in the end, the pastor is is torn whether or not, yeah. and he's he's <laughs> left mm-hmm. as a question mark. Like, yeah, not, yeah. not everyone's coming around. Did he buy know? in or not? And mm-hmm. the mom, I liked the mom's arc a lot. Of in the end, she like what well, that wasn't necessarily gonna work out for her to mm-hmm. be with the pastor, but now she's gonna you know yeah. help her daughter raise. Yeah, really, like, oh,
3: no, I'm not gonna send her to a rehab. Facility facility yeah. or whatever. A with, Christian no.
1: interior decorator. She was
3: the number one. Number Christian one with decorator. a bullet. I loved the uh did you see when she was typing in something on Ask Jeeves? Oh she's typed in
1: gay. Gay question. Oh, mark. that was
4: amazing. <laughs> that
3: was awesome.
1: Well and I appreciate this movie too in that it seems predominantly female led. By Definitely. The, I mean like I don't think of this as like, you know, the guys and the girls in the movie. It's like the supporting cast seems like right? men. And that does seem to be like another Listen, I bet when Brian made the movie, he wasn't a father of daughters. He still found a way to empathize with them, <laughs> yeah, and still figured out a way yeah. to, uh, you know, have There's
0: such
3: great women in this movie. They're all so different.
1: Yeah, and that seems like probably to be a feature of gay storytelling too—to mm-hmm. be able to like place yourself in these different roles, in these different characters. Did you guys like the scene where she starts speaking in tongues? <laughs>
0: Oh
2: you Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Bear witness, she's speaking God's love language, Funk. Oh my God, the <laughs> Jew girl
3: speaking to Thomas. The Jew girl.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's so many so like made for Tumblr lines in this movie, like tweetable, yeah. gifable lines.
3: Uh-huh. I'm so glad you're here, Amanda, because I think we could we could have a long conversation about the style in this movie. Oh my god! And the hair, the pants. What was wrong with it? I liked it. What was wrong with it? It's just so of the moment in a great way.
4: Yeah, pants are so low. Oh my god! Cut all of them. And just the moment where um, (laughs) the girl's thong is outside of her leather pants at the in the mall scene. Yes. Yes. And the hair. I basically had Mandy Moore's haircut. Like that was my high school look. Yeah. Yeah, the really
3: like short layer on top yes <laughs> it was like a three inch layer yeah. on the top of I your I didn't remember head. that being a, a hairstyle but I mm-hmm. definitely had Mary's hairstyle which was short and extremely flipped out for oh, some cute. reason cute <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a cute look. Why was that cute? I don't know. I, it was something. Liked it. I thought everyone looked great. Oh, they do look great. That's the thing. When it's all coming around, and then Cassie, who's got like this short blunt hair and all this eyeliner, and then when she wears a suit to prom. Well, that was interesting because that was so Mean Girls, Janice. Yes, it was so Janice, from Mean Girls, uh-huh, and her yeah. hair slicked down,
1: so close to each. other. I wish yeah. I
3: had worn a suit to prom. Mm-hmm. I know at the time I would have thought that was like the ugliest thing ever, and I just wanted to be girly, but man, it looked so cool.
4: I do think, though, it is interesting that this came out after Mean Girls because this is kind of like low budget Mean Girls. It
3: is low budget yeah. Mean Girls. That's yeah, it's exactly what it is. yeah, she's part of the posse and she gets kicked out. And yeah. Like...
1: The Christian Jewels, is that the or name dolls. of the, the. Yes, the Christian group?
3: Jewels, yeah, the instead Christian... of the plastics.
1: And you had, you had no experience with any sort of like girl Christian girl gangs like that, correct? I sure didn't. Are you talking to me? Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: no.
4: <laughs> oh, the only. I just had a memory because after my sister left our. Okay, so my poor sister. So she got bullied at the Catholic school we went to. So she switched to this Christian school um, in Orange County. And she got bullied in that school even worse because oh, she no. wore a choker that had a fairy on it. And the Christian kids, they made fun of her and said, like, that's not right.
3: Oh, like, my gosh. Fa- oh,
4: so fairies are like anti Christianity, right? Yeah, because
3: they're. <laughs> They're, Are they? I think so. Yeah, I guess to, they're just like they don't exist, and it's like wizards. Like how the yeah. Christians don't like Harry Potter. Like that's well, not the real talking spiritual lines. World. Don't
1: exist either, guys. <laughs> but we were all fine Fairies. with that.
3: Or maybe they thought she was like New Agey or something. I don't know what it was, but they were like, oh, a fairy
1: alert! Fairy, fairy alert. alert! I remember. Oh man, I have such. Vivid memories of like the fairy girls in my Christian private school oh, because great. because it was it was at Lindale Assembly of God and there was like maybe four or five girls who would wear the chokers and the fairies and the stuff and That's awesome and had like this different kind of eyeliner but oh, they yes, were so much pastel for eyeshadow
3: it. like that frosty mm. look that Mandy oh, wears yes it's so good it's so good lime green here here's processes. one thing I
1: did want from the movie a little bit more is more. Like contemporary Christian specifics because they did get there at some lines in the movie like when she says... She made me
0: listen to the entire Elms CD on her iPod. Oh, yeah.
1: And the Elms is a Christian rock band from the 90s, 2000s. So funny. Fun fact. They were supposed to play the prom in the movie. Oh, this was the band. Yeah. And then days before... They put out this release on their website and they're like, well, we found out that this movie's actually bad. So we're not going to be in it because it has stuff in it that we can't stand for. I'm sure for it was the pro blah, blah, gay message, blah, blah, blah. actually.
3: Oh, my
4: God. A gosh. thousand percent. Because
1: yeah. what in this movie? Not that
3: they were making fun of Christians. I'm sure that wasn't even yeah. a deal. Yeah. So because, was
4: this advertised, this film, like as a pro Christian movie or no? no? I don't think so. It,
1: like, I remember the marketing being like, haha.
3: Yeah, I think it was pretty clear. Like Christians are the assholes in this, and this is like a, a satire in some ways.
1: Yeah, that Mandy Moore is a Christian bully,
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which is also the title Christian of this podcast. Yeah. Welcome to Christian Bully.
3: <laughs> to Christian bullies.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. A, it wasn't like a gotcha at all. It wasn't like people were walking in expecting like a fireproof or a left. So behind it, was, it or wasn't
4: like this podcast.
1: Exactly. <laughs> they did not trick w- anybody. Let's
4: see all
3: these kids get saved.
1: <laughs> but I, I do I do want to, uh, uh, kind of skipping ahead to the end, where, again, another classic teen kind of high school movie trope. Mm-hmm. The big climax is at prom. That's where Jetta Malone's water breaks. And then she has a baby overnight. And Mandy Moore decapitates the big Jesus statue. and uh, And then her ex-boyfriend comes back from camp and he's talking to the pastor. That a little so everything sobby.
0: that doesn't fit into some stupid idea of what you think God wants, you just try to hide or fix or get rid of? And it's just all too much to live up to. No one fits in 100% of the time. Not even you.
1: I know that, Mary. I know in my heart that Jesus still loves me.
3: Why would God make us all so different if he wanted us to be the same?
1: It's so funny trying to remember having, like, a bad reaction to that. Right. No, he shouldn't have said that. (laughs)
3: <laughs> or like, she shouldn't have said well, that. Well, you could argue with that. I think I would have said at the time, like, yeah, sure, that sounds nice, but that's a slippery slope into just doing whatever you want and saying you're still a Christian. Does
1: that mean mm-hmm. God loves it if I want to have sex with a horse? Like, if, if mm-hmm. it feels like all mm-hmm. of one piece yeah. with those uh, conservative arguments. Sure. Which brings us to the following segment. Plug it in, plug it in. <laughs> oh, no. Plug it in, plug it in. Pluggedin.com. PluggedIn.com is an extension of the very conservative, borderline, evil, hateful organization focused on the family. Foff. 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 And they would do movie reviews and they'd break it down the, you know, positive elements, negative elements, spiritual elements, m- the amount of profanity, the amount of sexual content. It was
3: mostly fodder for parents if they, like, didn't want them to see Mulan, you know, because oh, there's
2: sp- spirits in okay? it. Was Mulan not okay?
3: Well, yeah, there's, uh, there's ghosts. And uh, ancients. Oh, shit. And Dragons. women in the
1: military, which. And uh, women in the
2: military. And, uh, yeah, Mike, cross
4: dressing.
3: Mike like. Yeah, cross dressing. A <laughs> lot of problems. A friend of mine
1: didn't like either.
3: <laughs> what a friend of yours? <laughs> Do you remember,
1: I told you about a friend of mine who said, I think women in the military is an abomination. Oh, jeez. And I saw that Mike Pence thing. I, I texted him and said, I thought of you. <laughs>
3: Kevin, you're such a little
4: He did not
1: little, respond. Little troll. Did and this not. is a, a
3: friend.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. we
1: haven't hung out in a couple of months.
3: Oh my gosh.
1: He might listen to this. We'll see. He yeah, there to. was a
3: recent... Uh Post by the way, for those who don't know, that's resurfaced. <laughs> Mike Pence, like, used to have a blog, I guess. <laughs> Mulan
1: is bad, yeah.
3: And it was, it was the whole thing about, like, I want to see Mulan with my daughters, and I can't believe, like, they would do this. And you, you can just tell how it doesn't work when you have women in the military. And, and for example, in real life, you know, all these women got molested when you do it, so it just doesn't work. Oh my God. Such a I mean, she did
1: fall man. in love
3: with her commander,
1: yeah. And you know what? That's just not respecting military code. That's the least <laughs> Christian thing imaginable.
3: Right, but, right. <gasps> she saved China.
4: She yeah,
1: did save right. China, so. Uh, so the Plugged In Review.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh yes.
1: I won't read all the, like, they break it down. They break down all the content and all the, you know, like, the profanity and stuff. Who cares? Although they did at one point say uh, other negative elements. At one point, the pastor's speaking, and they play a direct, quote, racy rap tune. Whoop! there it is. <laughs> oh.
2: Oh my god! So if
1: that gives you kind of a barometer, it's still like
3: coded racist a little bit. Yeah, you know, like oh, it's got to be racist. I think
1: all rap was bad until the <laughs> uh, to these people. Okay, so this is kind of their summary, but I think this will shed light on and a lot of what we found in research was probably a predominant Christian reaction to this movie because it was not embraced by the Christian community uh, growing up director and screenwriter Brian Danley attended Catholic elementary school, Baptist high school, blah, 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 blah. That explains why his movie feels like a personal attack. It is personal. Danley claims that Save presents authentic Christian teens who make poor choices, have a crisis of faith, seek answers, and ultimately emerge with a genuine faith made strong through the fire of life. But what Danley considers genuine faith is expressed on screen as nothing more than feel-good, wishy-washy pluralism star jenna malone is more accurate when she defines her character's journey as breaking down of faith after having a baby surrounded by everyone in the movie can't seem to stand christians mary acknowledges that life is too amazing to be random and meaningless she but she's not about to begin embracing jesus again the implications are clear there has to be a god she says but the bible isn't the way to find him you just have to feel it what values and beliefs do the filmmakers hope viewers will walk away with after watching saved Co-star Eva Amuri says, I think no matter what religion you are, you have to learn to adapt to the world today. It's about how you take these morals imposed on you by certain religions and transpose that onto what you're experiencing in everyday life. Manny Moore said, it's about discovering who you are and what you believe in. It's about tolerance, acceptance, and diversity. Brian Daniley says, <laughs> loosen the leash, buy a bigger needle. The danger can be that the road is really narrow. Not everyone can walk in. You don't, And if you don't live up to certain biblical standards, you risk being left behind, alone, and alienated. Michael Stipe says the reason his company agreed to do the film is because it's one of the more funny, audacious, subversive scripts he had seen for some time. My personal belief is that Christianity and spirituality in general need a bit of a push into the 21st century, particularly from the point of view of the teenager, he says. If, after being pushed, the result looks like Cassandra, Roland, or Mary... Christians would do well to sit tight and refuse to be budged.
3: Wow! Isn't that telling? That's it. That's awful.
1: (laughs) That's the whole. And we talked about this last week a little bit. Gosh! But focus on the family being one of the primary cultural forces framing this war like you are under attack as a white person in america as a white christian in america as an evangelical
3: being forced to have pluralism How? and to be accepting what's, what's and tolerant? pluralism uh, basically like all religions are valid uh, I see, and I we're see. all a part of it together
1: basically just the idea that in a pluralistic more, society yeah. that there's not a a right state one. or nationally mandated religion or thought process or Which is belief system. what America system. is
3: supposed to be, right?
1: Church yeah. and state was so that the government could not impose that on people. Right. Not that they could. So the whole thing is so jacked up. But I feel like this is such a like a good insight and easy tell for like why this stuff is threatening. Mm-hmm. Where it's mm-hmm. like Michael Stipe, by the way, and I know his like zombies quote was kind of it, which at one point the director was like but well, I think that's a little too far what I'm trying to do uh, is this and I know he can be colorful but Stipe saying I think Christianity and spirituality need a push into the 21st century being like this hair ripping out idea <laughs> ah, what are we
3: gonna do F you. right yeah like that that is so threatening I know that that you'd be like don't budge. Yeah.
1: It's <laughs> so, so, so funny. But that's
3: the kind of weird, like, warp that happens sometimes when you're a Christian. You assume, like, well, it's this way, and it's always been this way. We just got to hold the line, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of religions that have a tradition aspect to it maybe feel that way when you forget that traditions were formed at a different time and that they've just stuck around, you know?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about what you say. Our, we had a conversation about a recent sermon I heard at a church about women and just kind of like how those pastors framed well, we've always been saying this about women and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Like it always is that. Like whenever culture catches up to you to the point where your belief system is untenable or barbaric, you just kind of reframe and it. I was like, mm.
3: yeah. "We've always valued women." Oh, oh my gosh, Jesus, Jesus gave so much dignity Jesus to women, loved which women. he did. But it's like, but you didn't. Yeah, well, that's the thing
4: about the Bible so big and long. You can kind of cherry pick and to support whatever.
3: And you can say slavery is part of the Bible because it is. Like it's yeah. biblical. So there's a lot of things. Um, and if you say, disagree,
1: send Caroline an email
3: <laughs> <laughs> to our plugged-in writers' point. Yeah, Roland and Cassie and Mary do something really, really mean. And I think this is what did not age well in this movie. It was this horrible uh, fat shaming that they did of Mandy Moore. Oh,
1: yes. So they find an old picture of Mandy Moore when she had braces and she was younger, which to me, I I didn't. And they they posted all over like the computers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And to me, it just felt like a TBT. That's just a TBT. <laughs> like, own it, Mandy. Well, it's I fine. think
3: their point was like, this was recent, and they had sent her to like a camp, you know, a couple years ago, and the, no one knows this yeah, about her
1: that whatever, Yeah, that was like
3: the era of like
4: fat jokes were still okay. Right. And but it's interesting in this movie that's so, you know, trying yeah. to be so progressive. It's yeah, like, oh, they we can kids. still make fun of fat people. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, there's yeah.
1: weird... If you watch... <laughs> Even what was it, Central Intelligence? That Dwayne Johnson movie a couple years ago, uh-huh. where it's like, guys, he's taking a shower in a fat suit. He's scrubbing himself. You will not believe how many of the TV shows and movies of the last—I mean, I guess forever—where the joke, the punchline, the literally, entire joke, the entire joke is like Monica. someone doing
3: something while well. yeah, sure, yeah. It's just,
1: isn't it hilarious that this person exists? <laughs> it, and it's it's so yeah, they exist. Em- uh-huh. yeah, it's really embarrassing. Yeah, I so. guess the
3: point in when they do it is like, look, she's such a hypocrite. She's not, she's not perfect or whatever. Yeah, but I agree. But it's implied that, that like that was imperfect at some point, you know? It's yeah, that's also I agree was the
4: part of the movie that didn't. Yeah, didn't that sucked. Age
3: well. I was like, oh, I really lost a lot of respect for these characters when they did this. Like, what was the point of that? You know? Yeah, rise above.
1: Rise above. Go well, ahead. in general, I think for me. This movie felt extremely episodic and like a pretty decent pilot of a really good TV show. It almost mm. felt like you could see this as like, let's set up the stage and the characters and there's this world and there's this pastor and the mom's doing this. And then let it roll out for like 13 more episodes.
4: But this movie became like a cult classic, right? Like, did it do good in the box office? It made
1: double the budgie. So, I mean, it was made for five and made ten. So I don't know. I I don't know if that's doing good it's anymore, like but it, it didn't lose money. Yeah, so that's yeah. good.
4: But its reputation is kind of of like iconic early two thousands. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: when we started this podcast, a lot of people from the beginning asked about this movie. Yeah, I feel, like,
4: I feel like it's kind
3: of beloved. Yeah, yeah.
1: I yeah. I don't think people hold it in low regard.
3: Yeah, it's maybe like Drop Dead Gorgeous and Miss Geniality and Saved. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Oh, I mm-hmm. mean, honestly, all great. Sure. It's just killer films. Yeah. Well, let's
1: get to our final thoughts on <laughs> Save. The way this works, Amanda, is we're going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down in the form of a holy toast or holy roast. Holy toast, we're sending Saved, Mandy Moore, Jenna Malone, the lovely Heather, Heather Matarazzo, who's so good in this movie, sending them all the mm-hmm. way to heaven. heaven bound. Or holy roast, they're all going to hell. We'll start with you, Caroline.
3: Well, obviously, the sinners in this movie are going to hell. That just can't be helped. <laughs> oh no! Oops. Wrong one. Oops. Oh, <laughs> the
1: elevator's broken. <laughs> yeah, 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 baby. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> Amanda's checking her watch. <laughs> Good lord. Uh,
3: <laughs> um, I would give this movie a holy toast I'm kind of sorry I didn't see this as a teen I think a lot of it would have been cathartic for me because yeah. even then you know I wasn't all about all the Christian things I thought a lot of it was silly and, and dorky um, so I think this would have been an interesting one for me to see and maybe a good practice and empathy of like how you could end up here and what what you do when you when someone does make a big mistake but doesn't necessarily feel bad about her maybe it wasn't you know yeah um, aside from some of the, like, issues with fat shaming or whatever, uh, I would say this film is great and really funny and uh, the style is is amazing to look at and mm-hmm. to go back and remember, like, wanting one of those ribbed cardigans that she's wearing and just all of it. Fruit I would have loved cardigan. it. Yeah, and then, and then Mandy Moore's, like, one tracks that she wears for halloween it's so oh fun. that baby oh. blue one yeah that, that, was, me yeah. that was yeah that was a real number yeah. um so uh it's a good movie and it's really funny like i was enjoying it and nate and i had a good time uh watching this film so if you are a post-christian or are at some point i think you're gonna have a good time or if you're not at all i think you're gonna have a good time it's a great movie
1: holy, toast. holy toast from caroline <laughs> turn it to amanda
3: um yeah i
4: remember loving it um and I loved it again. I watched it this
3: afternoon, and I think
4: I had a smile on my face the whole
3: time. <laughs> so I am holy toast all the way. I wanted to ask you, do you remember when you were watching this if you thought, oh, that's really what Christian, like Protestant Christian school is like?
1: Because We're cooler than that. No, I thought
4: I really, and now that I'm actually having a whole conversation about religion and all this stuff, I think I thought, did really think yeah, that. Yeah, like this is
3: what this must be. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Just because of my sister's experience. And then also, mm-hmm. as I said, I had one Christian friend.
3: <laughs>
2: sure. <laughs> I
3: really kind of proved it.
4: Yeah. And I had been to like one harvest fest. So, so yeah. I definitely thought it was a, you know, a play up of it. But I, I think I, at the time I thought it was like hilarious. And then now I watch it I see the message behind it and it's something I totally get behind. Yeah. So well, and
1: and I think that explains to a lot of the rationale behind the conservative panic behind this movie mm-hmm. <laughs> because they were they were probably afraid of like oh oh, people who aren't Christians are going to think we're all like this. And it was right. like a, a low-key hashtag not all Christians, probably. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, no,
2: no, no,
3: this mm-hmm. isn't
1: not it. Us. Yeah.
4: It hit a little close to home. It got, you know, it, it was like, obviously there was some sort of it, insider knowledge of Christianity behind this totally, movie. Totally, totally.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this is kind of not that far off like people were sent off to gay conversion camps and stuff like that and it's pretty horrible when you really think about it but again and not effective because he ends up being a boyfriend with they break out and he has a boyfriend (laughs) awesome
1: and that's why that's one thing i do like in the movie and again it speaks to the writer director that even though unfortunately like body issues are a punchline unto themselves in this movie but gay issues and sexuality issues are not it, the joke isn't, he's gay and it's funny.
3: No, it's funny how the community reacts to it. Exactly. Like, his parents are, like,
1: that mourning not, him yeah, when that they
3: find not. his honchos magazine.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also really quickly had to say, I love the scene with Mary Louise Parker mm-hmm. in the closet when she has her little shrine and her and Jenna <gasps> yes! Malone are eating, like, oh, wh- whoopie
3: pies scene. or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was it was like, a very is, Gilmore Girls scene. Yeah, yeah. this is What's so that? cozy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Never heard of it.
4: It
3: was cozy. And
4: I also just really quickly want to say, before we get to Kevin's vote, that I know I been saying that my Christian friend I mean, I've been defending. You just want to make sure everyone knows she's a real bitch. <laughs> no, she actually she was name, my name. best friend, and um, her family was so kind. Although one more thing that she did do is tell me that Santa Claus was not real. Oh no!
1: <laughs> I will say,
4: I like
3: how you're trying to exonerate her. But her, her family—they like,
4: they were lovely, and still are lovely, lovely people, and so kind and generous. But they, you know, they did also tell me that the Easter Bunny wasn't real. They
1: were Santa Claus, <laughs> Easter Bunny truthers, and they ruined they that for you.
4: In the back. Of a their station wagon. There's a weird kind of Dropped glee, it on the station wagon. a weird
1: kind of joy that exists with like a child's knowledge of knowing that. Because <laughs> I had that, I was like, "No, nah, these dummies believe." Oh, me I Santa. did. I
3: did that in kindergarten. I pulled in a yard aid and was like, "Tell her, come on, tell her. Like it's not true. You know it." And the yard aid was like. I don't no. know what you're talking about, Santa Israel. I was like, come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Again, you're listening to two Christian bullies. Two Christian bullies. <laughs> well, I will give this movie a a holy toast. Not like a five out of five star holy toast, but maybe like a three and a half or a four star holy. Yeah, I think that's toast. fair. Yeah, because fair. I think I think there's some things that the movie could have done better. Like it's a little off here and there. Yeah. yeah, there was like weird tonal things, but the general heart behind the movie and the message of the movie as not just exhibited by like the cool guy who's an atheist or like the one cool christian but like by a pluralistic representation of that Mm. even when cool christian patrick fugit is talking to jenna malone in the back room he says you speak for yourself god gave us all free will Mm. and that day at hillary faye's prayer circle you weren't afraid to use it like that's uh, a even, even kind of like co-opting the language of Christianity to give a legitimately good compliment to yeah. someone that's like a cool idea and again this is such a ripe world that I would have loved to see the TV show version of this or I would have loved to uh, see that do you guys so think it could be remade ooh yeah well they did remake it as a musical oh. in the year 2008 yeah, but I think I think I you could totally I the
3: culture is similar that you could still kind of pull it off
1: I think you could do it. Like mm. I'm sure some someone's probably right now pitching a reboot. I wonder for Hulu. Like in light of Trump's America, and we like make it where Mandy Moore is, like super MAGA, and, Ugh, and that you makes do, me
3: depressed.
4: I know. <laughs> <laughs> it might be too dark now actually that, i mean that was in a way 2002 writer four. it was a more innocent time and now yeah. it's like where well, we have I the best president I mean.
1: ever president bush number one <laughs> with a bullet right guy. guys
2: right the good one
1: <laughs> the good one <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and then there was like weird production things where i was like this looks cheap as hell but mm. overall very funny Gotta love that front flip love cool pastor and i just in general love the heart behind the movie and i think even if there's like little ticks and things here and there that have not aged well in general I think it stands the test of time and I appreciate seeing a gay character say I know that Jesus loves me and I think that's still a revolutionary idea for some so I want to encourage Mm. people to watch it but we're not the final word on this you're the final word dear listeners so go to atchristianfunpod on twitter and give it a holy roast a holy toast or put it in purgatory put it in
2: the space between
1: so get out there and Pokemon this is go Robo Man. I know you're going to say Robo Man. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Stop bullying me, Christian number one. <laughs> I don't have to say anything. <laughs> and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun.
3: I thought that was a recording. That sounded so isolated. Is this another RoboMan drink? Robo Man.
1: 0110101! <laughs> zero, one, one, zero, one, zero, one. Wait, did I say English words just then?
3: Uh, you no know. Oh
1: no! <laughs> now it's time for a segment called Um, he's actually a Christian. Um, he's actually a Christian.
2: I'm not to let you know.
1: He's a Christian. This is a segment I'm gonna name a celebrity, and you two are going to tell me if you think they're a Christian or not. Based on speculation, based on the gossip, or based on things that you may or may not know. You guess whether this person is actually a Christian. So the first celebrity, Sherry Shepherd.
3: I love this game. Who's Sherry Shepherd? The View, right? Uh-oh. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. She was a co-host on The View. She played Tracy Jordan's wife on 30 Rock. She's a oh, stand of a comedian.
3: Queen of Jordan.
1: Mm-hmm. It's my way till payday. Is <laughs> Sherry Shepard a Christian? I love her. Was right before the segment the best time to shove five almonds in your mouth?
3: <laughs> hey, you bring the almonds, I'm gonna eat them. That's she true. swallowed them
1: like pills. She did. She did. <laughs> no, to her credit, she's a pro. <laughs> <laughs> she
4: didn't
1: chew. <laughs> I'm gonna say Christian. Sherry Shepard's a Christian, mm-hmm. says Carolyn.
4: I say 100% Christian. 100%, 100%. A confident. Okay.
1: Um, she's actually a Christian. Yeah I knew She it. wasn't always a Protestant born again quote unquote Christian. Okay. But here's a clip of her talking about it on the Breakfast Club. You still go to stuff? Like you go to memorial and stuff like that? No, I'm not a Jehovah's Witness, I'm a born-again Christian. I, gotcha. you know, I, I went God really has a sense of humor because I the first church I went to, because we were taught churches are from the devil. First church I went to was a black Pentecostal church in LA. And I, I didn't know what that... They were speaking in a different language. They were shouting and hollering and screaming. You know, when you're at the Kingdom Hall. Quiet. It's very quiet. It's like, from house to house, yep. from door to door, yep. Jehovah's word we spread.
5: Even when somebody... It's not like a fiery preacher. No, it's no
1: fiery preaching. Yeah. You raise
0: your hand. They pass the mic to you. You answer a question. It's very calm. It's very... Mm-hmm. You go to a Pentecostal church. It's... A, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's Sherry Shepard's impression of speaking in Amazing. tongues. Amazing. Wow.
3: That would be so intense if that's your first church experience is to hear people speaking in tongues and yelling. I
1: don't know that much about the Jehovah's Witness culture or anything like that. I don't either. But let's guess right now.
3: (laughs) All I I know is that my mom told me that she had a period in her life where she was like, hunting for the right church and the right religion Mm -hmm. to go to and she went to a Mormon church and she went to Jehovah's Witness because she had this nice friend that was Jehovah's Witness and she said she was totally turned off by it because they were sitting in the bleachers at some convention or something and she saw this mom like smack her kids several (gasps) times oh no (laughs) like at the convention and she was you know like a for sure JW and so she's
1: like I'm never coming back here
3: because snap something. judgment on the part of my yeah. mom
4: <laughs> she's like they
1: all
3: one of them does it they all
1: yeah do and it. And the oh kid no. smackers over there they're all Santa deniers um <laughs> I was like I got spanked what are you talking about
3: like this is a weird she's standard a in public yeah <laughs> yeah just not in the bleachers
1: uh she didn't do it in public like my dad at Universal Studios <laughs>
0: oh no You're- I can't bring that up. It makes me laugh Caroline's so hard.
1: Caroline's favorite star. I should have waited until you took a sip of your chocolate milk.
3: <laughs> I want to see Cat Dog.
1: <laughs> I did. I wanted to see Cat Dog. And we weren't going, so I threw a tantrum. My dad spanked me. He spanked oh. you in front of
3: everyone at and, Universal Studios. And by the way, Cat Dog
1: even had to look away. Oh, it was so no, brutal. Oh, He bent hard. you
3: over, Cat Dog. <laughs> that's spanked a formative you. moment.
1: It is. That Definitely. He uh, read those James Dobson books. Next celebrity Candace Cameron Bure. Candace Cambray. You may know her as DJ Tanner.
3: Kirk Cameron's sister.
1: Kirk Cameron's sister, DJ Tanner on Full House Christian, and Fuller then. House.
3: Has to be Christian. Christian? Right? Has to be. I'm going to say like Christian Light.
1: Um, she's actually a Christian. She oh, is.
2: Of okay. Course. This is an
1: interview with her on the 700 Club when she talks about the role that her brother played in her faith journey.
0: Mm-hmm. I kept thinking so highly of myself in the sense that I was a good person that I thought if the worst thing I'm doing is being intimate with my boyfriend before I'm married that's just not that bad compared to what so many other people my age are doing
1: then one day her brother Kirk Cameron <laughs> sent her a book about down. the rapture of christians called left behind oh
0: no it was being made into a movie and he had the lead role as I started reading this book, there was a character that stood out to me, Pastor Bruce Barnes, because in the book, at the beginning of the book, the rapture has occurred. And Christ has taken all of his people. The left, the rest have been left behind. And I thought to myself, how could a pastor be left behind? And in the book, Bruce Barnes <laughs> so knew I got exactly say, why he'd been left behind. She really bought into the premise. He, he told everyone, rapture. I believe everything there is to believe in the Bible. But I haven't been living it out. I'm basically using God's forgiveness as a license to live my way the way I want to.
1: That's when Candace started her journey of learning who God really is. After Left Behind. Wow, Wow. that's so funny.
3: Kirky Cams, his Left Behind propaganda. So
1: at least one soul got saved from that book (laughs) slash movie. (laughs) That's true. If not millions. That's his sister, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that's his sister. Well, you start at home. You know what? I mean, I'm not into the show, but I'm glad all those girls are making it on Fuller House and they seem to have fun with each other oh, and be yeah. buddies. Yeah. And I'm glad that uh, Steph, uh, what's her name? Jody Sweeten is yes. no longer an
3: addict. Jody Sweeten. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. it's great. I that think, must be so nice. Like, you know, for so long in their life, that must have been really irrelevant to them. Like, that was something I did when I was a kid. You know, it was, uh, who cares anymore? It's not me. Now they're getting to have it again. Yeah, That's
4: nice. They're lucky. What were you gonna say? Oh, I uh, I, don't, I said I feel like there is a lot of Christianity on that set. Somehow it just seems like on Full House. Yeah.
1: Well, you could almost say that well, the, the Lord had mercy pastors. on all oh, them. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> he saw them sinning. He said, "Cut it out." Uh, and
3: jeez, um... oh, I want to find old, I want to find uh, facts proving that the Olsons are Christian.
1: <laughs> proving. Once and for all that. All right, next celebrity, Jennifer Hudson. Former Oh. contestant on American Ooh, Idol.
4: This one's tricky cuz she's been through a lot. She's been through a lot. She has. What so that could, to her?
1: Star of Sex in the City, the movie.
4: She had a traumatic event
1: In October 2008, Hudson stepped out of the public eye for three months after her mother, brother, and nephew were killed in a shooting.
3: Mother, brother, and nephew.
1: She resumed her public appearances in 2009. How terrible. So three three, um, family members passed away. Wow. So that was 2008. I
4: believe this was either right before or after the uh, her Oscar.
1: Well her Oscar was in two thousand six. Okay, yeah, so this was was,
4: yeah, she was good in Dream
1: Girls. Oh whoa. Well anyways to say Christian.
4: She had a personal tragedy. I do believe that she's a Christian.
1: She's a Christian? What do you say, Carol? Christian. Um well at least at the time of the Oscars, (laughs) she was a Christian. Oh. I don't know. I don't know if that trauma I think about that in my own life. A trauma happened to me, would I still have the same faith? Um but this is a clip of her accepting the Academy Award okay. in 2006.
2: Oh. I have to just take this moment in. I cannot believe this. Look what God can do.
1: So, uh, uh
4: Okay. That's look great. what God can do. Christian, I, I believe it. Also, she did what she went on that Weight Watchers journey. And I don't think you can do that alone.
1: Listen, you gotta have <laughs> faith for that.
3: Gotta have the Lord. It's tough. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow, oh, that's a complicated answer. Then I didn't take that into account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. I,
3: yeah, it's something to think about,
4: especially
1: Every- as people's faith grows and changes and evolves over time.
3: So anytime you do this game, you should just Google, you know, Matthew McConaughey tragedy. Hey, tragedy. tragedy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just to make sure. Okay, here's a little one off the beaten path. Okay, Justin Hawkins. He's the lead mm. singer of the band The Darkness.
4: Oh wow, this would be a real shocker if he was a Christian, because. Hmm, Something about this is ringing a bell, though. It's so <laughs> obscure. I'm feeling that he might actually be a Christian. Justin Hawkins mm-hmm. and they, they, the darkness. They sing like I believe in a thing yeah, yeah, called yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, the muse Their music is.
3: Pretty clean. I mean, some of it's kind of sexy.
1: Yeah, hmm. be a Christian, be sexy. <laughs> Exhibit A and B. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, just to mix it up, I'm gonna say not Christian.
1: Not Christian? Yeah. You're gonna say this Christian? This is so
3: obscure of you it's
1: to even think Christian. of this
3: guy that I'm
4: like, w-, this is making me think. I'm gonna go with Christian.
1: Um, he's actually a Christian.
4: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> Here's an updated version of their single. I believe in a thing called love. Way.
5: The resurrection?
1: <laughs> no,
4: this is just a joke to get you to use your iPad. Your I don't know what you're. No, no,
1: this was a B-side that okay. they put out Kevin in 2012. Has integrity. To to be clear, the line goes. <laughs> I
5: believe the resurrection?
1: <laughs> oh, sweet so Nate. is he a Christian or not? He's a Christian. He believes in the resurrection. It's right there, Amanda it's I don't right know there. what the question this is, is. Some
4: sort of trick. <laughs>
1: No, we would never trick you You're
3: putting your sound effects above the truth
1: <laughs> Meredith Brooks singer. You gotta think
3: about that in your life If you're ever putting your sound effects above your morals I'm oh
1: worried gosh, about sounds that Sounds like my youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> like youth
3: pastor I'm worried about that sound effects the,
4: board. The, sound,
1: the sound board has become fake news It's
4: tempting you It's your God
1: I do worship (laughs) it. I pray to it every night. Meredith Brooks, singer Meredith Brooks. Is she a Christian? Who is Is this? that country singer? Who are these people? Just give me a yes or no.
3: (laughs) You just made up that name. No, she's a real person. Okay, what's their big song? I can't wait for the parody. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's a brick, Jesus or something.
1: <laughs> no, it's not dumb. It's really smart and funny.
3: Okay. okay uh,
4: yeah, yeah, she's a Christian.
1: She's a Christian. Um she's actually a Christian. Here's her big song. <laughs>
4: Little bit
1: of everything. <laughs> I roll into one. I'm a Christian. <laughs> I'm a lover, I'm a child, I'm a mother. <laughs> <laughs> she got saved and redid that song.
3: That's so awesome
4: Wow <laughs> It's
1: really cool how the Lord works
4: It's crazy You could really do that with anyone So it's a one- wonder why you're
1: choosing these artists <laughs> Hey listen, I didn't choose them The Lord did before the, the pillars of time began <laughs> They were predestined And finally, Dennis Quaid Is Dennis Quaid a Christian?
3: Well he was in I Can Only Imagine He was Which is a Christian movie I just came out He, he put year. out a
1: song with it yeah. On My Way to Heaven Is that this year? It came out this year Wow Tons 2018 lies. as as we're recording.
3: Yes, I say yes.
1: He's a Christian? Yeah.
3: Uh, I, I'm well, I remember reading about this and I remember him saying something vague to the effect of like I can see the value in this, you know, and I have mm-hmm. like I've gotten into it. So I'm going to say not a Christian.
1: Not a Christian? Not a real Christian. Ooh. Many more been here, help me say. Um he's actually not a Christian. Mm-hmm. He, he was a Christian for the sake of I Can Only Imagine But he since came out with a new song In which he seems to be speaking against the values of, of that movie And it's in the song Now I'm on my way to hell <laughs> On my way to hell I'm on my way to hell So I can't be isn't that messed up? That's upsetting. Well, he's
3: just yeah, he's putting it out there.
1: He said, "I'm on my way to hell."
3: He's proud of it. <laughs> he wow. seems to
1: be screaming it.
3: It's so bonkers that Dennis Quaid has a country CD. <laughs> yeah, this is all news to me. So oh, not I'm... a CD,
1: just a single.
3: Oh, it's just a single. <laughs> yeah, he had a whole on... album.
1: No, that's Jeff Bridges.
3: All those boys loved to get in the studio at some point.
1: I love bored actors who are like, I Bruce think Willis. people need to hear my adult <laughs> contemporary. Bruce Re- Willis, Bruno was really the forerunner Bruno. for all of this. That's
4: right. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's been. Um, he's actually a Christian.
3: I'm not ashamed
2: to let you know.
1: <laughs> he's a Christian.
3: I'm gonna. I'm gonna save Dennis Quaid. <laughs>
2: You're Ooh, gonna go get him.
3: Yeah, someone should
2: get I'm him like back get him. to heaven.
3: Do you think he lives in
4: Pasadena? I actually do.
1: He seems like one of our people, doesn't yeah, he? Does I don't mean does. Christians. I mean Pasadena people. <laughs> yeah,
3: I like Dennis Quaid. That's I
1: cool. like him too. Yeah, I hope he's doing good. I yeah. hope he's okay. But now yeah. it's time to enter into a holy space, sexy space. a sexy, sexy space. <laughs> no,
3: this is a worshipful space, mm-hmm. a meditative.
1: A meditative... Space. Mm -hmm. Prayerful. Very prayerful. Amanda, you may have gone on other podcasts and promoted your own projects and plugged your own social media handles. We're not here to do that. We're here to give it up as a sweet sacrifice. We're filled with Christ's love, much like Hillary Faye. We're here to lift up those things. And by those things, I mean lift up our social media handles, (laughs) our projects that we're working on, and even things we're enjoying in secular culture
3: Mm -hmm. if
1: you can with all the liberal propaganda out there
3: yeah you gotta wade through some stuff oh boy jeez
1: caroline we start with you
3: well kevin thank you Mm -hmm. um you can lift me up at caroline's farts on twitter and instagram that's where i'm that's Gosh, I don't think I have anything pop culture-wise to lift up this week. Uh, so I'll lift up Erios and thank what you guys are starting. They're starting a, a women-run podcast network. I think the only of its kind. There might be some other ones out there, but there might not be. a lot. we not, not on a
4: Feral large
1: scale. Feral Audio is very woman-centric, <laughs> but in a bad way. <laughs> uh,
3: and I think that's great. So I'll, I'll lift you guys up. Go support their Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. Amanda, we turn it to you. Yes. Thank and you. any uh, podcast networks you want to turn
4: on. <laughs> um, I'm at Amanda Fun Buns uh, across social media
1: platforms. What a great handle! You're big thank on you. Facebook,
4: right? I'm huge on
1: Facebook. <laughs> what does that mean in 2018?
4: No, I my posts don't do well on Facebook anymore. I don't. Something's changed because I'll post something and mm. it used to get hundreds of likes, and now it, it's maybe ten. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's my cross to bear. <laughs> do you want
1: prayer That's for tough. that? Could
4: you guys please? Yeah, we absolutely. We'll put your hands on me. Or? We'll lay hands
1: on those likes. <laughs> oh, lay
3: hands on my
1: likes. Oh, we'll lay hands on those thumbs we'll up. We'll
3: mobilize the Christian network <laughs> toward your page, and you'll get <laughs> so many likes. So <laughs> great, many prayerful hands. Yeah.
2: Absolutely.
4: And as far as secular pop culture goes, um, I mean, I loved the show Killing Eve. <laughs> Okay. <laughs>
2: have
4: K-E? you guys seen that? No. That's. I mean this is just a little tip If you're looking for something to binge It's Sandra, Sandra o. Oh It's about a female assassin Ooh. It's a fabulous show It's really fun And I think it's BBC or something So you might have to buy it but.
1: I know I know I'm waiting for that sweet Hulu drop in I November. know
4: Oh, oh okay. is it coming in November? Mm-hmm. Okay We'll mark your calendars guys Because it's a good Ooh. It's a really good Okay I'm gonna watch it Otherwise just check out The Big Ones And um, The Complete Woman And Yeah
1: the Complete Woman is such a funny I love the production on it, the music, it's so so good. Thank you. And it's, do you guys so have any
4: um listeners in the UK? Uh, we have yes, some we in do. New Zealand yes. and
1: the UK. Yeah, well I'm
4: gonna the Complete Woman's going to the London Podcast Festival in <gasps> September.
1: So oh, go
3: check her out, guys. Yeah, look it up. Hey Govna's out there, go check her out. Thank no, you. you can't. Don't no, do that was that. perfect. They're gonna love it. <laughs> Boy. Go over there. Stop sweeping
5: your chimney no, and that's
4: go too to the. Okay, be-
3: right, do yours. Mine was perfect. Okay. <laughs>
4: yeah, you got to <laughs> sprinkle that stuff in. And, yeah, it's a salt, sure. not a meal.
1: <laughs> All right, the big ones, Thank great podcast. Yes. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter. Everywhere. I don't know how I'm doing on Facebook versus Twitter versus Instagram. I'm thinking of deleting Facebook altogether. You should. But I'm afraid to. And isn't that what's messed up? Mm -hmm. I know. I would, but I can't. It's part of my job. Mm.
3: So I can't.
1: Well, you literally can't run a page unless you have a personal account.
3: Yeah. Well, actually, I think they changed that now. You can have a business account.
1: Okay, then I'm deleting mine.
3: Yeah, (laughs) you should.
1: Friend me while you can. I'll lift up eighth grade. Oh,
4: I want to see it. Maybe the
1: best movie of the year.
4: Wow. Maybe. Bold. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, see I mean, I cried for 90 minutes straight.
3: Wow. <laughs>
4: really? Crazy. You were crying that
1: much? And again, Bo Burnham wrote and directed it. He doesn't have daughters.
3: How did he know how to care how about he, a girl? Yeah. How did he find something? He's not of, as I'm a father a of daughters.
1: Heart. It's very strange. I didn't understand that part of it <laughs> at all. But he did. He did somehow. Uh, and you can lift us up. At Christian Funpot on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and you can check out our Spotify Good Christian Fund playlist, where you can find every song featured on the show if you leave us a review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts we donate a dollar to charity this month's charity is the Trevor Project yes to combat any uh...
3: focus on the family misdeeds that we've done (laughs) yeah yeah well and truly because it's a great organization but uh, yeah so if you leave a review not only supports us but you're going to be sending a dollar to the Trevor Project via me and Kevin Mm -hmm. our, our real bank accounts and we
1: really keep track of it every month we really do we really do yeah but
3: the trevor project is like a suicide prevention hotline for lgbt youth and beyond that they do education and support they're they're a great organization they're really well run So,
1: and if you want a second helping of oh you know what feels really gross is is pivoting from a charity into our patreon page (laughs)
3: We're kind of a charity case oh in some way.
1: Oh my gosh. You know what else is great? You know what you should really put you know your what's money on. As important as the Trevor Project, good grief. Prioritize them over us. But if you got a few bucks, you can go to patreon.com slash good Christian Fund, get a second helping. Of good Christian fun every week, every Friday, we put out a second service. Of What's up on Christian this week? Fun. This week, ooh, we might be getting into a hmm, let's just say a sticky situation. Uh, yes, with our small animated friend, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, our small animated friend, Colby Jimmy the Christian the Robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amanda, thank you so much thank
2: for Thank you for joining. being here. This was a delight you oh, guys. Good. What thank a you know. delight
1: you were. Overwhelming. Pasadena pal for life. Yeah, yeah.
3: this is an e- anytime
4: after dinner, I'll head over. Yeah, I'm have making, your steak. It's the Let easiest, us know when right? a steak hour always 6. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, I, every great. night at 6 I dive into a steak. <laughs> okay, Bring great. your
1: antisocial cat to hang out with Caroline's <gasps> antisocial cat. It's it. a party. Yeah. I would love it. There's nothing else left to say except for an olive. pot's people said Amen. Amen.
3: Amen. Mm.
1: What, should, what song should we go out with? Mandy. We should go out with a Mandy? Oh,
3: yes. Not anything Mandy.
1: Anything Mandy. What do you think her number one most streamed song is on Spotify?
3: Probably Only Hope. Or, or Candy? Or something from Tangled. It's, oh, Tangled. It has to be.
1: It's Tangled. Mm. Friends, it is I See the Light. Oh, beautiful. Oh, from gorgeous. Tangled, she was a great cast. Which I believe my buddy walked down the aisle to. Two friends of ours performed really? it—a husband and wife singing duo okay, performed this. That is,
4: that's cute. It's that's really real good. Sweet.
1: And actually, he's the uh, shout out to him if he's listening. One of the sweetest man I've men I've ever known. The minute he sees his wife, oh, tears just shooting out of his eyes, and he grabbed his heart oh, and he just like started she crying. She started crying. So imagine that while you listen to this song. And imagine me heavily breathing while taking a video. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: that's,
1: <so> <sighs> oh, that's sweet.
3: We had some tears of his own.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we see you next week. Bye. Two, three. Well, my name's Kevin Porter And I'm here to say Next week on GCF We're listening to Lecrae Specifically the album All Things Work Together
2: <sighs> That was a HeadGum Podcast